have fun together. Right. Hey, everybody. This is Chad Jordan, uh, Director of Marketing for Digital Services at Sport Clips. I have an exciting episode of the Hall of Fame podcast today. When we decided to call it the Hall of Fame podcast, it was for guests like I have on here today. He's exactly one of the reasons we named it the way we named it. And so I'm going to uh, have him introduce himself here in a minute, and then I'm going to say uh, why he's so special uh, to me and then obviously to others at, at Sport Clips. So without further ado, kind sir, can you please let us know who you are and why the heck you're on here right now? I'm Tony Callahan, and I'm here because I've been, with, been working with Sport Clips since the company started. He's been working with Sport Clips so long, he never even stumbles and calls it Sports clips like uh, like so many people do even years later so he he knows he knows a few things and uh, when you say you've been working with sport clips it, what what kind of capacity are you talking about I've been Tom? a consultant for Gordon and ed education mainly mm -hmm. uh, and that would be Gordon Logan for anybody not familiar with our uh, CEO and founder uh, we're gonna get into a lot of Tommy's career talking uh, about some uh, some some highlights and some uh, some career things that have have uh, have helped him and helped Sport Clips along the years. And quick segue, and then we'll we'll get to to Tommy's portion. The reason I'm so jazzed about having Tommy on here, he's been a hero of mine. Even before I was with Sport Clips, we were talking about this off air. Uh, I used to go around when I was a vendor and speak at leaderships, and uh, came across Tommy a time or two. And he always had the crowd eating out of the palm of his hand. And when I eventually became uh, part of Sport Clips marketing department and I led leaderships, it was only it was only team leaders they would let uh, me speak to at first. And there was one leadership in particular. Tommy and I were both there. I was presenting to team leaders on their website and social media, and they were falling asleep. And you can imagine. And then next door, Tommy had all the managers, and we had a wall in between us where we were presenting in this hotel, wherever we were, and my crowd, you could hear my crowd falling asleep. They're literally snoring. And in the next room over, everybody's busting up, laughing, they're playing games, they're throwing things. Tommy's, I could hear him walking around with the microphone and all. And I, and I told myself after that leadership, I gotta get with the managers. Those are, that's where it's at at Sport Clips. And so ever since then, I went back, I begged Gordon, can I please start uh, hanging out with managers more? And, uh, and it's just been a match made in heaven there as well. But it was Tommy that actually inspired that because of his passion and, and everything he's done. So I'm extending you a heartfelt thank you right here on Air Live uh, for all that you've done and the difference you've made in my career, not just there, but others as, uh, other ways as well. But, so thank you for that, first of all. Cool, man. So let's, Good morning. Let's, let's, talk to, let's talk about this. You... Uh, you mentioned Gordon, of course. You 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 are you matter to the to the Logan family. You you mean a lot to the Sport Clips family. How did you you said you've been around with Gordon since a, just about the beginning? How did you get connected with Gordon and with Sport Clips? I used to be a director of education for Chains at Paul Mitchell. Okay. And Gordon and Paul Sport Clips were a yep. direct account, so they okay. bought directly from Paul Mitchell, mm -hmm. not from a distributor. Mm -hmm. Now they buy from a distributor, but it used to be Gordon. We shipped directly to Sport Clip. And uh, so you you would help ship and train and, and and all that, give them product and all that kind of stuff. The head of the department was a girl named Kimberly Cope. Okay, and she really didn't 
really wasn't organized to know what she wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And so we were friends, and so she brought me on to help her, and uh, JP okayed it, and so I started working for Chains. And we're we're in Memphis right now. Were had you were you always based out of Memphis? No, or? I was in uh, Louisville, Kentucky back okay. then. All right, and so you're going back and forth to Austin, te Georgetown, Texas, and you're setting that all that kind of stuff up. Or? I was going back and forth between uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and California. Okay, and then Georgetown. Mm -hmm. And so, so because of you and your relationship with Sport Clips, what are some of the things that got set up? What 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 kind of ball did you get rolling for the Sport Clips family over the years? Well, I think we were the ones who uh, identified the need for a unified training system. Okay. Where everybody did the same thing and understood the same thing. Now, are you talking the five-point play, or are you talking yeah, coaches, yeah, part training, of that, technical? Part of that, but we haven't had it in language. Okay. So we, I helped develop a language. Mm -hmm. And um, you also developed the uh, artistic team you were a, yes. a big influencer can you can you help me understand what uh, what was going on why were you thinking we needed an artistic team was it something that you saw other industry out in the industry that other brands could benefit from and you thought sport clips would be a great fit or well usually in, in a hair show you know you want to get the biggest crowd and usually the one that gets the biggest crowd is the one with the artistic team usually has the biggest crowd and Sport Clips didn't have a artistic team then. And so I went to Gordon and told him, asked him about it, and he permitted us to form an artistic team, mm -hmm. which has worked out very well for yes. the company. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, we've had many of them on the podcast. Many of them have mentioned you by name as being a big inspiration and an influence on, uh, on them through the years. So what, uh, what kind of things at Sport Clips... Uh, have you gotten to do since you know we're talking 25 years but what are some of the things I mentioned leaderships so I know you, you I've went done a lot of leaderships I've done a lot of uh, national huddles which I love doing and meeting all the people but it's just been, it was such a great company since the very beginning you know it kind of reflects Gordon's mm -hmm. humanity mm -hmm. and love of people mm -hmm. And, I th and it's always been good. And the other thing, the company's always had integrity. They've never lied to stylists, and they've always paid them a fair wage, which a lot of chains didn't do right. in the industry. I've worked for all the chains, but, of course, Sport Clips was my favorite one mm -hmm. and the one I love the most. That's a great answer, especially since this is the Sport Clips podcast yeah. that, uh, that you're appearing on, so I appreciate the... Uh, the unbiased uh, plug for for sport clips that you just gave us uh what you've done so many things in the industry but obviously at sport clips do any stand out as some of your favorite memories over the year whether it was with gordon or at a huddle or on a podcast i'm just throwing that out there but you know in, anything that just really just jumped out at you as 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 a highlight that you have a fond memory of even years later well <laughs> I remember at one of the national huddles, I was uh, Gordon. I was speaking, and Gordon was, and I was anxious, and so, so I said, I want to welcome everyone here to the other company. <laughs> <laughs> 
in front of it must have oh. been, been thirteen hundred people oh, in the no. audience. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, what I would have done if you had mentioned that company's name, I would have blurbed it out of this. But they couldn't live blurb you. So now that so that must explain why they have a seven second delay whenever they had you yes. speak years later. Now, now I know. Okay, I didn't yeah. get the background on why that yeah. was. Well, that's why it was because it was the other company. But I had worked for both of those, and I were doing training for both companies at the same time, mm -hmm. so it was easy to get confused because they they similar to each other. Yeah. Oh, my. Well, I, I hadn't heard that story, so I'm sure that's something Gordon probably never let you forget. And uh, Oh, no, he did bring it up only three or four times. Oh, yeah, uh, three or four times an hour every time he saw you, <laughs> I bet. Yeah, well. Um, so... I want to talk, can we talk a little bit about your career, not just with Sport Clips, but uh, you've been an industry legend for years. Uh, how did you br break into uh, this industry? Was it something you were passionate about as a young man, or did it did it find you later in life? What? No, I went, my, my father knew that we weren't going to have enough money to send me to college. Okay. Where, where are you from originally? Central Illinois. Okay. But we lived, we lived in the South, Kentucky. All right, all right. And so he, uh, he, he started talking to me about we're not going to be able to go. You're not going to be able. We're not going to be able to pay for college. There was enough money because mm -hmm. it was, and uh, so I won a little bitty scholarship to, a, I won an art scholarship to a little bitty school, in Decatur, Illinois, called Millican. Okay. And so. Uh, so he, he thought it'd be a good idea if I would learn to cut hair. So this so is your dad. Who my was kinda, dad. Uh -huh. He was a teacher. Did you have a lot of brothers and sisters and he felt like he could save some money if you cut everybody's hair? <laughs> no. No? Never, no. It, it was just, I had an uncle that was a barber. Okay. In Detroit. And he, his idea was I'd go up to Detroit and work for my uncle. Like an apprentice? Yeah. Or, okay. And, but that's not, I never did that. It didn't work out the way Dad thought. But mm -hmm. so he paid for me to go to barber school, and uh, so when I graduated from high school, I also graduated from barber school the same weekend. And so I came out of high school with a trade. Yeah. Make money. Right. Yeah. And what did you did? Did you go open your own barber shop there shortly thereafter, or? About three years later, I went to work. The first barber shop I worked for was out, way out in the country, uh, in Kenny, Illinois, mm -hmm. and haircuts were a dollar. <laughs> I was going to say five dollars. They were even cheaper than. Okay. They were a dollar, uh -huh. and you could tell how many haircuts you did by how many dollars you had okay. in your pocket uh -huh. in the day. So, yeah, that was that was my great start for being famous and world famous is a dollar, dollar haircut. haircuts dollar haircut yeah. and you probably had a sign that said we fix 50 cent haircuts you know in your, <laughs> in your window right we uh it was way out in the country i just remember that it was like you turned off the highway and 10 miles down the road you ran into this town called kenny illinois and it was farm community so you were only busy on sunday and saturday okay because that's when the farmers came yeah, to town. Right. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, that's what I did. That's how I started. And I was never satisfied with where I was. I always wanted to be better. Mm -hmm. So I always kept improving, going to get extra training, 
I went to work at Sassoon's, you know, so I could learn how to cut hair better. Didn't make any money, but I basically worked free for a year or so. So you're going, now you're learning to cut women's hair as well. I imagine as a barber, it was all, all guys. Well, it was, cutting hair is cutting hair. I mean, it's just a matter of what you frame you put on it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can, if you can cut men's hair, you can cut women's hair. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, when I was in Chicago, uh, there was a barber school. I worked there part-time. And uh, across the street from the barber school, there was a beauty school. And I noticed all these pretty girls going into this beauty school, and I was looking at all these ugly guys I'm doing, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm on the wrong side of the streets. Uh-huh. So I started beauty school and became a, went to beauty school. Okay. And that was in 1961. And you were in your 20s yet? Just out of high school? What? Oh, I, was, I graduated from high school in 62. So. Okay, okay. So this is, this is the early, start. Early, early, yeah. Right. And you get your start, so now you're, uh, you're not just cutting guys' hair in fa- some farm town on the weekends. You're now you're styling ladies' hair and... Um, yeah, there was this guy named Paul Tortolero that I had met in, in Chicago. I did some advanced training up there, and Paul worked at Sassoon's. And Paul got me a job at Sassoon's. Okay. And that's when I really learned how to cut hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was that how you met Paul Mitchell? No, I met Paul Mitchell at... Yeah, I met Paul Mitchell at Sassoon's. Okay, so you met you met Paul before you met John Paul. Yes. Okay. So about same year. Okay. So can you talk to those are names obviously very very well known, John Paul DeJoria, Paul Mitchell. Well, nineteen sixty, Redken, which is a product company, mm-hmm. uh, <coughs> they brought Sassoon to the United States. They paid to have him travel all over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was in Chicago when it was happening, and I was lucky enough to have some guys hanging around me that knew about that. And so we hung out and watched Fidel cut hair in the United States, and he was cutting hair like we knew we couldn't cut hair like that. What what was different about him and his style? The haircuts were so clean. Okay. Like haircuts today, but, mm-hmm. you know, it was they were very geometric, sharp lines, uh-huh. very clean. And uh, just completely different. They look like sculptors mm-hmm. on people's heads. And I could. was an do, artist. Yeah, really. I couldn't make my haircuts look like that, and I wanted to learn how. So that's why I went. I went became an apprentice at Sassoon. So <laughs> we made all of fifty dollars a week. Yeah. Well, did did you find was it the training? Was it the tools? Was it some secret formula that that he had figured out the what? training okay yeah it was a geometric training mm-hmm. that he had put together with his team over in london and then i en- end up going to work at sassoon's as an assistant which is a, sh- a shampoo person mm-hmm. shampoo and sweep uh-huh. that's what i end up doing it's like a sous chef in a, in a real kitchen right they're not doing everything but they're doing they're, they're at least around and learning some stuff <laughs> yeah you're uh, you're like uh cinderella yeah <laughs> yeah 
Are they ever calling you in to do anything, you know, technical? Well, or? You, you, at night, when you, if you got off work, you'd have classes. Okay. You'd bring in models, and you'd cut their hair free, but then they, you'd do these geometric haircuts. Right. And they, are they critiquing you? Yes. The whole time? Oh, okay. yeah. Uh-huh. God, you'd stay there sometimes eight hours mm-hmm. to get the haircut right because mm-hmm. you couldn't go home until the haircut was right. And is it, what is the style of, of training? Is it very hard, very it's what we in do. your face? It's or what is, we do now. Okay. It's, it's what Sport Clips has adopted now. And they, you, they do the same kind of training that we did mm-hmm. now. So what I'm gathering is because of you, Sport Clips training is a direct descendant of Sassoon and Paul Mitchell yes. and all, all John Paul DeJoria, yes. all of these guys. All these like you are the you're the conduit by which now Sport Clips has gotten yes. uh, these these great like the haircut I'm sporting right now. Yeah. Uh, because of that, because of you. So th- I should thank you for this haircut. There's no <laughs> way I have this haircut. Looks good. Yeah, yeah thanks. Yeah. Uh, well, I still got it, you know, but um, that's what we do with the artistic team. Yeah, is introduce them into classic geometric cutting. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I, I had no I had no idea that prior to the '60s that you know everybody was just doing their thing, but there wasn't really this clean. Oh no! It was or, awful. Yeah, it was just people just hunting and peck hunting and. Pecking. Yeah, good thing there's not uh, uh, the, too many photos or videos of prior to the 50s and 60s. You know. Well, there is uh, some in some books, but it wasn't very good. You wouldn't be very appealing. Yeah. It weren't very appealing. People are a lot more beautiful now because yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, Men's hair cuts were not good at all. Well, look at the Beatles, right? I mean, you yeah. know. It's That's just, about what it was like. Yeah, exactly. Everybody had it. Yeah. Uh, any, any great, because... Your wealth of knowledge here. I'm loving everything that you're sharing. Any great stories about uh, Paul Mitchell or Don, John Paul DeJoria that you can actually tell in public um, that's not going to get us in trouble with any of them? Yes, I remember they both, uh, it was Paul was hired to do, uh, the, you know, have beauty shows. Yeah. And he was hired to do the International Beauty Show in New York. And Paul Mitchell and I and some other guys. We're going to this girl's party. She had an apartment in New York, and she always had a big party at the hair show, at the International Beauty Show. And Paul and John Paul were at, at her house, and that's where they met each other. I was hmm. there when they met. So that was pretty cool. Right. Well, do you take any credit for it, that maybe you no. were the lucky charm? or No, you know. I wasn't. I was just there, so mm-hmm. I got to witness history. But yeah. they got along it's right like the away. The big bang, you know, everything coming together, and uh, they started talk, went over in a corner, and you know, smoked a joint and started talking mm-hmm. about haircuts, and that was <laughs> rest is history. Yeah, literally. Yeah. 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 Hair hair history. Yeah. Uh, so I already mentioned how you've spoken, uh, and you mentioned at Huddle. You've spoken at Huddle, and you've spoken at leaderships, and. I know a lot of our listeners were lucky enough to get to hear you, um, but for those who who were not lucky enough and di- weren't able to catch you, I want to pass along. You were you were just as funny as you were inspirational. You somehow kept a good balance, so the audience is always engaged whenever you've spoken. But there's a reason for them to listen. Uh, 
since I didn't get to sit in all of those leaderships because I was usually off boring somebody, another group at the same time, uh, are you able to share any of the stories or the truths that you would help uh, sport clip people, stylists, managers, help I them tell, uncover? Yeah, I can tell a couple of stories. Yeah. One of them was I tell, always start out and tell people that I love hairdressers. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're my favorite people. As a matter of fact, I love them so much I've married four of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that always gets a nice yeah. little laugh. Mm-hmm. You and, and Gordon also married a, a stylist yes, as well. Yes, he did. So you're, you're in good company. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I just enjoy the attitudes and the energy around hairdressers. Yeah. And their desire to please people. And for the most part, they're, they have a certain kind of artistic integrity that I love. Yeah. And good natured. I mean, they, they work really hard. People, they want it's people to work. feel good about themselves. Yeah, it's That's hard work, and they really put out. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always been proud of that, to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. I'm always, it seems like I've always been involved in education, one form or the other. Uh, I think my opportunity at Sport Clips has been the highlight of my career, though. Oh, Even wow. more than that. Paul Mitchell. Really? I mean, I did all right at Paul Mitchell. I was a master associate. <laughs> you did all right, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But I think I came to uh, fullness at Sport Clips, being able to share my knowledge at Sport Clips. Why was that so rewarding for you? Because I got to see people that I talked to because of the information I shared with them have a better life. Mm. make more money yes have more security gain some uh, self-esteem and that's what I'm all about yeah carrying carrying coaching yeah you you got to see direct results I got to see what I did change. yeah yeah and not many people get to do that right no I know yeah. it's a real privilege yeah it's worth more than money actually mm-hmm. I, I love I love that the sport clips relationship has uh, it's been mutually beneficial. Oh, it right? has. Yeah, I mean, we've we've got. I, I think we've gotten more from you than you've gotten from us. But but, no, that's not but true. to hear you to hear you say it, you would argue with me about that. Yeah, I've gotten more from. I've gotten everything from them. I mean, my career basically was Paul Mitchell, but Sport Clips gave me the opportunity to work work longer for Paul right. Mitchell. Right. And Gordon has always been very supportive and very encouraging. Mm-hmm. So he's always been a privilege to work with. We well, worked together at, uh, first when I met Gordon, he had another company. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, you were pre-Sport Clips. Yeah, I worked mm-hmm. with that company. Mm-hmm. I helped him with education at that company. Yeah. Nancy and Karen Haney, both, all, all of us were there. Yeah. Back then. It was before I was vice president of education for Paul Mitchell. I was just vice president of chain education at Paul Mitchell. And they were a chain. That's how the other company, I worked with them too. Had your career ended there, it would have been a good career. And then you you and Gordon got together and uh, with the Paul Mitchell connection, and you had just a renaissance. Well, I remember, I remember him going, I remember us going out to eat and him telling me about his idea. And I thought, damn, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And Nothing like it at the time. No. Nothing like it. No, and nobody thought he was going to do well. 
and I thought it was amazing. And and he, he asked me if I would help him, and I said, sure, I will. So Karen Haney yeah. and, Le- and uh, Nancy Vander yep. asked me to help them, and so we introduced, I had started a company called ASIS, which was an Advanced Education Academy. Okay. And uh, we t- I talked to Karen about our concepts, and she heard about our concept training she thought it was a perfect answer for her so she brought us in and gordon agreed and so that's how we got associated with them mm. but they didn't even have a haircutting system yet they were just doing who, whoever wanted to do whatever they wanted you know right and that was the beginning of the system because gordon's career to that point in the hair industry had mostly been on the women's side yeah he so, owned salons right chain salons mm-hmm. Yes. And so he tells you this concept, and other people are probably telling him, like you said, it's not going to work. And you, I thought, you breathed life into I it. I thought this is the best thing going, man. What was it that's what struck you? That the, the I just it made so much sense. I remember talking to the person I worked for. My boss then was a woman named Kimberly Cope, and when we Joe Gordon's told us about the idea out at his house in Georgetown, I thought, damn. Wish I'd have thought of uh-huh. that. Right. You know? How can I get in on this? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, uh, you know, it was just, it's perfect. Yeah. Well, you did, you did get in on it. Uh, yeah. And influenced it more than, uh, than a million other people ever could have. So, um, I, I don't, I don't want to take too much of your time, uh, but I do want to also talk about, you, you, you mentioned one of the things that really means a lot to you is being able to give back yes and that's been the most rewarding part is seeing stylists and seeing people's careers impacted but i also know i mean you're you you're a man of faith you have you have you have a heart and passion to give back to the community Uh, so what i'd like to do i'd like to talk about some of those here on air maybe i'll link to them in the podcast and everything so what are some of the causes over the years that you've really been passionate about and that you've supported throughout your career? Well, I, I tell people I live my life based on faith, mm-hmm. and that's the Christian faith, mm-hmm. and uh, all the principles of Christianity I believe in uh, haven't always been like that. I was pretty wild when I was a kid, <laughs> and uh, luckily I made it back yeah. without being dead, uh, so that's just by the grace of God. Uh, so I wasn't... I was pretty nuts when I was a young stylist. Yeah. You know, and, and at Paul Mitchell, you could be. Mm-hmm. So I took advantage of that. Uh, one of my favorite jokes I'll tell here on this podcast, and I, I, I apologize if you've heard this before, but I remember uh, when I was working for another company, uh, this lady came in and she was pretty overweight and it was really hot 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 mm-hmm. you know because down in mississippi it's hot okay and uh, she had on this dress like those women wore in the in the summer in the south yeah where you could see through it and mm-hmm. you didn't want to mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she she said she popped down in my chair and she says tommy honey she said i'm just so hot and tired 
I don't know which ends up. And I said, we, we better choose one because we're going to have to shampoo it. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. So that was uh, that was kind of the way it was back uh-huh, then. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's you, one of, you, that's one you of my You were wild jokes. at heart, yes, for sure. Yeah. So you, you came to faith. You uh, then began giving back. Yeah. And... Uh, supporting, I, I believe here in Memphis, there's some communities that, or there's some causes that uh, here in the local community that you've been uh, giving suits to young. What getting is it? Suits for young men that uh, get ready to go out and to work and, and giving them in a suit so they can interview. Now, have they been uh, incarcerated? Are they coming out of prison, or they're just they're not able to afford a nice suit for most a job of them, interview? Most of them are not able to afford okay. it, but there's some incarcerated. Yeah. But not just incarcerated, you know. They're just men that want to have an opportunity. Yeah. And is there a is it a, is through your church that you do this, or is no, it a it's, school? No, it's a ch- it's a separate charity. Okay. Yeah. Memphis Suit Project. Memphis Suit. The Project. Memphis Suit Project. Okay. Thanks, honey. And they're for interviews. They're getting them ready for interviews. Okay. And when you retired, you had like over a hundred suits. I had, yeah. <laughs> That that you never planned to wear, uh, maybe, maybe uh, one. Well, of you know, I, when I was again, when but... I was working, I wore a suit yeah. most yeah. of the time, and uh, you know, not a tie, but I wore a suit. Mm-hmm. That's a funny story. I remember I came to a meeting that Gordon was running. I don't know where in the hell we were in in Las Vegas, long, long time ago. There weren't very many people in the company then. Maybe about twenty five. Shareholders. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I had a tie on, and they cut my tie. Because no one else there was wearing one. We didn't have to wear ties. Yeah, that was their symbol that uh, yeah. ties aren't welcome here. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. I thought that's cool. So I didn't have a problem with that, but you could wear a nice, you know, you could wear a suit, but you didn't have to wear yeah. a tie. Yeah. Yeah. So that was good. But I've always. The energy of sport clips has always just been for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it fit me. Well, I, it, like it might have fit you, but you fit it as well, right? I mean, it was a give and take. Yes, it was. You know, I, I just think sometimes the Lord lets you go to situations that are made for you. And then when I stepped into sport clips, it was like, oh, these gloves fit. Right. It's just here. And... The people were nice to me. They liked me. They paid me respect. The thing I liked about that is Gordon never talks down to hairdressers. And a lot of people do. Mm. Like the other companies. I won't name them, but right. I, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I've. He always treats people with respect. He really does. Yeah. He really does. And I learned so much from him. I mean, his, he's one of my mentors, and I've learned a lot from him. Mm. But in turn, I've been able to share some information. So it's been just, great. Just, just a little bit. Yeah. 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 You can share yeah. a little bit. That's so good. Tell them a little bit about Leah's house. You served on the board for a year and used this money. Yeah. We, uh, Le- Leah's house? We have a project we work with for women, mm-hmm. and it's a reclaiming the women, loose, lost women, not loose women, but. <laughs> <laughs> Lost. Yeah, we can't help that. Lost women. Lost women, okay. It right. might be loose, but I didn't uh-huh. have anything to do uh-huh. with that, but whatever. But 
And we, my wife and I, we got involved in that. It's for women that can't find a place to live. They okay. have, they've lost their home. They're mm. homeless. Yeah. Sometimes Helping them get get right back yeah. on their feet. And, yeah. Yeah. Is this a local charity? It's in or Mississippi. Is this, is the okay. only way I know. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Been abused. I like it. Yeah. It's a sober living organization where when you've been through rehab and maybe you still don't have connection with your family and you want to continue your program and it is a Christian based Mm -hmm. program. um, So that's mostly the population. Every now and then there'll be somebody coming with it. Yeah. But, But people that society might have given up on. Or, and they need a place to yeah. start over. Or yeah. a ladies coming out of prison. Yeah. And it's Leah's house? Leah's house. Okay. L-E-A-H? Yes. Okay. So I'll, I'll find it and I'll put a link on the podcast too. So if anybody, that's a, that's a worthwhile cause. Uh, here's what I'd like to do. I haven't given you these. I have 10 fun questions I want to ask you. And I haven't, I haven't revealed what they are yet. That's right. Um, before I get to them, uh, we're doing good on time, but is there anything else uh, that you feel in your heart you want to share or have the audience know about before we kind of get to some of the fun questions that I, I might happen to ask you? You wanted to talk about the, uh, the Warriors project that you... Wounded Warriors? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Help a Hero. I think it's called... Oh, Help, Help a Hero at Sport Clips? Yeah. The one at Sport Clips? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's important to me. Mm. And so... Paul Mitchell, my, the company I work, represent, yep. has given a lot of money to yes. that. Yes, they have. And uh, it's very important. But Gordon is always looking to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, how could you not love being associated with that? Right. Well, especially up his alley as a veteran himself. Yeah. So. But, yeah, they do a lot of work. So I, it's not, I've never seen sport clips introduce be associated with anything that I wouldn't be proud to be a right. part of. And I can't say that for the whole industry because mm-hmm. there's a lot of companies in this industry that I work for that I'm not going <laughs> to be bragging about. Yeah. Well, I get to, uh, in a couple weeks, I'll brag, I get to go interview the CEO of St. Baldrick's, uh, which raises funds for yeah. childhood cancer research, and that's another cause. Sport Clips was the first national partner to, uh, to step up and, uh, and and partner with them. So we, we get to do that, obviously do stuff with American Red Cross, of course, uh, with uh, Help a Hero and the VFW. So Gordon's always worked real, yeah. real close with VFW. Yep. It really is an amazing organization. With the military. And uh, an amazing cause. So glad that you're passionate about it. Uh, all right, can I ask you my 10 kind of funny, sure. funky questions? and. Let's, go, um, let's do it. I ain't editing these, so okay. anything you answer, I'm going to just stick with. All, All right. right. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So if you had a superpower, flying, invisibility, lasers coming, what superpower would you most like to have? I'm thinking of all these vulnerable dudes. Yep. Exactly. I'd want that hammer at Thor. Has. Okay. Thor's hammer. All yeah. right. And you'd be worthy enough to pick it up and yeah. you could wield it. And yeah. I don't know if you could cut hair with it, but uh, you can, no, you can I'd, do a I'd lot. I'd come up with some kind of way to make it cut hair. Okay. Number two, uh, what is your personal motto or words to live by? 
if it's to be, it's up to me. Yes, that's. I was trying to get that out of you earlier, and I forgot. If if it's if, if it's, it's to, to be, be it's, it's up, up to me. me. Oh, I love that. Yes. Okay. Doing gets it done. That's that's another one. Doing, doing gets, gets it, it done. done. Okay. And bitching's not doing. Okay. Yes. Yes. That was it. Okay. Yeah. That was that was the one I knew I couldn't re- I couldn't remember or say the word myself, so I needed you to say it. So okay. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Uh, number three. Other than where you live now, which is beautiful Memphis, right outside Graceland, uh, where else in the world would you most like to live? Well, I'm part of a beauty school in Colorado, and that, mm-hmm. that seems we've been up there, and that looks like a nice place to settle in. Too. Okay, so. So maybe if, I, if we ever get lucky, we might relocate up there. Mm-hmm. To, in the spring. Yeah. I don't know about in the winter in Colorado. And I don't like snow. Okay, so. all right. That won't work well, but yeah, it's uh, we've got a we own part of a beauty school in Denver, Colorado. Okay. So. That looks like a nice place yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. I've thought about Florida, but I don't like the hot humidity. Bugs. Yeah, yeah and the, yeah mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. And they have uh, palmetto bugs, which are roaches. That I hate fly. those things. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. Right. Anyway, sorry Florida for bagging on you. Uh, okay, you've met a lot of celebrities. Yep. Uh, we mentioned a couple of them. Yeah. Who is the one celebrity that you've not met that you'd like to meet one day? He could even, it could be even heaven. It could be a dead or alive celebrity that you'd like to meet. Hmm. Interesting. You might have met everybody. Now, I've, I've met a lot of people, but to hang out with somebody would be cool. Like, I think maybe hang out with Warren... Warren Buffett? No. he got too much money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warren Beatty. Oh, War- oh, the actor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, well... He, we'll- did, a, he did a haircut. He did a haircut movie called Shampoo. Mm-hmm. If, if hairdressers haven't seen it, Try to get it. It's is it like fun, a spoof or is, is it no, comedy? It's, or it's a great movie. It's a true shampoo? story. Yeah, it's a it's a story about a hairdresser in L.A. that was named uh, trying to remember the guy's name because I knew him. I worked with him in L.A. Oh, and, and, and based on a true story. Yeah, and Gene Shakov, mm-hmm. and uh, he had this motor Harley Davidson motorcycle, and he he'd go from house to house and cut hair in Beverly Hills. And the stories that he would tell are mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Stylist to the stars. Yeah. He's seen it all. He's seen a lot. Mm-hmm. So Warren Beatty is your your actor, yeah. famous person that you'd like to hang. You don't want to just meet him. You want to hang out. Hang out with him, okay. yeah, because he's cool. All right. Well, we'll hey, we'll put a link to him in the podcast and see if he responds. Okay. All right. Uh, maybe he listed you as his person he'd like to hang out with. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> uh, okay, number five. Uh, which words or phrases do you most overuse, like dude or something like that? Well, because I speak in public so often, I don't really do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I've trained myself not to. So no ums or like. I hardly ever yeah. do likes or just. Just, yeah. That's yeah. that's a sneaky one that people forget. Yeah. yeah. Most of the time, it... Uh, no, most of the time I'm pretty comfortable with what I say. Yeah, 
Yeah, so that's it. You've, you've, you've been to the mountaintop. You're, you're fine. You don't have them. What about this? What sound or noise do you love? And I, as we're listening to the rain, I, that, that would be one of mine, but what sound or noise do you love to hear? Harley. A Harley, okay. Starting. Mm-hmm. That's do my you, favorite sound. Do you have do you have motorcycles? Or? I had a Harley until okay. I turned 70. Okay. And then they wanted me to quit riding. Yeah, uh-huh. Because I can't hold it up anymore. Mm-hmm. If I drop it, I couldn't right, get right, it back yeah. up. Yeah. So, so you had one. You you, you got a good run. She out made it. me quit. Oh, all right. See, I see where she's. Well, he didn't want to ride. Or you side it? saddle or whatever, you know, sidecar. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame him. So I'm just saying. Oh well, shoot. Okay. But, yeah. Sound of a Harley, man. Just uh, when it's starting. Or, best sound yeah. in the world. Uh huh. Yep. What about this? What sound or noise do you hate? When people are writing on a chalkboard and they yeah. make that squeak. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry to replay like it that. for you. And when our dog barks. When our dog oh, barks. Oh, really? Is it is it a little yippy bark? Yeah, it's oh, a little okay. bit yippy okay. dog and it don't, doesn't quit. Okay. And I'm upstairs and I have to take a chair lift to get mm-hmm. downstairs. Mm-hmm. And it just drives me crazy. Well, off air, we'll talk about shock collars and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm not suggesting just saying that you should he's, do that. I'm just letting you know. Uh, he's, he's 15 years oh, old. Oh, forget it. No, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Okay. Uh, I mean, this question, this would be really relevant because you, you became a barber and then stylist right out of high school. But what profession, other than your own, would you have been good at or at least have wanted to try? I think I would have been good at training, teaching people to do public speaking. Oh, okay. I do do that. I did that with Sport Clips yeah, and a couple yeah. other companies. But, but I as, think I could have made a profession of yeah, it. Mm-hmm. Like a, almost like a coach. Like yeah, a, like coach. A, a public, public speaking, speaking coach. coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Toastmaster. Yes. Uh, okay. Next to last question. What do you consider your greatest achievement? We've listed a lot of them, but what do you consider your, and maybe it's one we haven't even talked about, but what do you consider your greatest achievement? Well, getting married to Ramona is probably my greatest Mm -hmm, achievement. mm -hmm. Good answer, good answer, with her sitting right here just off camera. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Find the right one, that's been been Uh a good one, because I was, searching all over mm-hmm. you were Ofer until uh, Ramona yeah. yeah okay uh-huh. well, I was going to say he achieved getting four hairdressers together. yeah right yeah that's something else man that's... they got younger <laughs> they did yeah they got younger and prettier right so anyways no they're all pretty oh okay 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 alright no reason to marry ugly people yeah. <laughs> preach yeah no uh, Life's too short. If you're a hairdresser and you marry somebody ugly, oh man, you you need your. Hey, that's a whole nother podcast. We can <laughs> you need we can get into relationship advice you for need hairdressers. Stuffed or, out. No, yeah. that'd be good. Uh, greatest achievement. I think my greatest achievement would be learning how to love myself. Whoa. Okay. Because I had a I had a inferiority complex for a long mm. time 
So how long did it take? When did when did it you finally get to that point? <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> oh, it's been it's not been a long time, probably. Mm-hmm. The thing about sport clips was I could see what we were doing, and I could see what we were doing was making a difference. So when you see what you do as a result, you feel confident. When you have feel confident, you get stronger. Yeah. So the more I worked with sport clips and Paul Mitchell, the stronger I got, the more I felt good about myself. Yeah. So I didn't have to worry about being... Uh, that's why I can stand in front of 2,000 people and talk because I'm not afraid of them. Right. You well, you knew most of them. I mean, yeah. they, and they knew you. I think you just have they to sh- just be have integrity and share honestly mm-hmm. what you think. And if you can help somebody gain a step ahead by what you talk with them or touch them, then you that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. That's what life's about, mm-hmm. helping other people. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that. And I've been able to do that with Paul Mitchell and Sport Clips. Yep. My last question, then I'll let you go. Okay. If heaven indeed exists, and I believe you, you believe it does, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Welcome, good and faithful servant. Yeah, welcome in. I'll be fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I'd much rather him say welcome in than get out of here. You're in the wrong place, right? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think you want the other door. <laughs> There's another door down here. How did he get in here? Yeah. Uh, well. Tell me, at least you could tell me that. He, he, he figured instead of a mansion, he was going to have a basement apartment. Mm-hmm. I would settle yeah. for a basement. Take it. Uh-huh. Walk, in, walk. You know, I lived in Chicago in the in the basement, apartments in the basement. Uh-huh. So I would take that in heaven. Well, yeah, but I think there's a verse. It doesn't say in my father's house there are many basements. I think it's many mansions. Mansions. So I think you, I think you'll get one, buddy. Okay. Um, well, I'll take that. You are, uh, you're amazing, Ramona. Thank you so much for jumping in here as well. Uh, I've had too much fun, and we're we're running out of time. We ran out of time. I'm sorry. But can we? How about this? I don't, I don't, I don't know if we can put it on the counter yet, but I'd like to do it again. And maybe we'll talk about some more stories that we, yeah, didn't, we sure. didn't cover this time. Be good. And uh, maybe I'll uh, I'll go swing by Gordon's office and see if he's got some special questions he wants me to ask. Okay. Because these were all just me, just kind of wanting to hang out. No, that's out. good, man. And uh, it, those that couldn't tell, I was fanboying the whole time, uh, getting to hang out with Tommy and just have him. Usually I have to, we're, we're uh, somewhere together and there's a whole crowd of people, but uh, to get to hang out uh uh, just he and I for a little bit. It's been pretty cool today. So thank you, sir. We're going to do it again. Okay. All right. Pleasure Looking forward to it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, stay tuned for our next episode. Appreciate you joining us for this one.